what happened was no wait is what is what had happened sorry <laughs> oh what had happened was gotcha okay what had happened was an eight-year-old boy dreamed of being an actor from Dayton, Ohio, became an actor, and came back to Dayton to celebrate it with his friends and family in Dayton. Oh. Hey there, friends. Thanks for finding the What Had Happened Was podcast. I'm your friend to the end, Amelia Robinson from Dayton.com. Boy, do I have a great show for you today. And I always say that, but today is super, super true. I had a most excellent chat with none other than Dayton Proud, Rob Lowe. The six-time Golden Globe-nominated actor carries Oakwood, Five Oaks, North Dayton, and the whole entire state with him wherever he goes. Rob is going to be at the Schuster Center June 2nd for a one-man show inspired by his New York Times best-selling memoirs, Stories I Only Tell My Friends, and Love Life. He's best known for his roles on West Wing, Parks and Recreation, and a bunch of movies, including The Outsiders, Behind the Cabralabra, Wayne's World, and How to Be a Latin Lover. But our conversation was not about any of that. Just like Rob's upcoming show at the Schuster Center, that was a lot of S's, the conversation was pretty much 100% Dayton baby, and there was some Sydney sprinkled in there too. We talked about Rob's still vivid dreams of pie, Dayton funk, kicking the can with 100 kids, and what Ohio has over California. The What Had Happened Was podcast is a product of Dayton.com and sponsored by Cox Digital Marketing. Let this trusted name in advertising help you with your digital needs. If you like this podcast, and I hope you're going to love this episode, I'm sure you're going to love this episode, like it and rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, but why not all three? Rate this everywhere you can find podcasts. Go ahead and do it. Now on to my talk with actor, director, and game show host, the extraordinary Rob Lowe. Hi there. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Living the dream every day in Dayton, Ohio. That's what I tell people. It's true. <laughs> I love it. I, and I know it is true. Yeah, people here are real excited that you're coming down to uh, give your show. And I saw your uh, your thing on, on, on Facebook. That's cool. So you're going to do your whole show about Dayton? I'm thinking about it. I know I could. I've got so many stories being part of my life. And uh, what I'm really looking forward to is the end of the show is the questions and answers. So I can ask the audience as much as they can ask me. I'm like, whatever happened to so-and-so? And do you remember this? Do you remember that? It's going to be like getting together with uh, people you went to elementary school with and catching up. You went to Cleves Elementary, right? I went to Van Cleve. I went to Smith School Elementary in Oakwood and then Van Cleve in Five Oaks. And then Longfellow Middle School. So you like hopped all around Dayton, huh? Did you keep up with it? When I moved to the Five Oaks area, I lived on Row Avenue, and that's a very famous block party. And it's sort of like renowned, and they have a website, and they do a whole thing. And and I kind of keep track of that, and lots of friends who still live in Oakwood. And so, I mean, you know, obviously my dad is practicing law in Dayton, still in his 50th year of practicing. That's crazy. my, My ties are strong. Was it hard to make that transition from, like, Oakwood, which is Oakwood, to North Dayton, which is obviously North Dayton? Yeah, it it was total culture shock. 100% culture shock. My best friends in Dayton lived in uh, Salem Avenue and Homewood and Five Oaks area. I moved there just as as a young boy would really be making lifelong friends. Some of them are doing great. Some of them uh, are not. That's a, a neighborhood that when I went back to my 
childhood house, they had put up barricades on the streets. You couldn't drive down the street to prevent drugs from being sold and drive-by shootings. Right. So it was culture shock when I moved there, when it was still, you know, lots of big families living there. And now it's, it's you know, it's obviously struggling. But I have great memories of it. You know, these sprawling Irish Catholic families, 13 kids living in this house, nine in this house, and kick the can games that started in the afternoon and went on all day with what it felt like hundreds of kids playing. And when I moved to California, I was bummed out. There was nobody got together in the street and played wiffle ball. Nobody really? played kick the can. You couldn't get a Nerf football game going anytime <laughs> you wanted. It was a magical, magical neighborhood when I lived there, but it was definitely more rugged and rough and tumble than Oakwood, for sure. Yeah, are you going to go back over there or, or tour it while you're in town, or are you not going to Always. Have... Mm-hmm. I always go over there. Oakwood has always been a part of my life because I started Smith School there, and then in my sort of, when I would return in my late teens and 20s, my dad lived there, so I was back in Oakwood. But from 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, it was Five Oaks, North Dayton, baby. So <laughs> I always go back there. Yeah, I talked to your dad a couple years ago when you were on that lawyer show. It was kind of a cool thing to know that he was still oh, good, still good. at it. Yeah. So you get you get back ever? or The last time I was back was uh, for one of my dad's birthdays. So it's actually been a bit. It's been a while. So I'm, I'm excited to see how the city is always changing, and it's going to be a blast. Are there things that you've missed from Dayton? You said something about Casano's, so you're probably more of a Casano's yeah. man than the Marion's man. <laughs> I mean, that's the eternal battle. Um, <laughs> Which is better, Cassano's or Marion's? I like them both. I, I'm obsessed with the photos of all the celebrities at Marion. Yeah. Because that was the, the era where I was a little boy and wanted to be an actor. And to me, I thought those photos were the heights of Hollywood royalty. What I didn't really realize is, you know, it was like the fourth leads in sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> to me, they were the biggest stars in the world. So I love going back and looking at, at uh, those photos. I'll uh, try to play some golf and some tennis and eat at some of my favorite restaurants. I was hoping to go to a Dragons game, but um, my show is at the same time as their the game that day. Oh, man, you can move the show back, maybe. <laughs> I know. I wish I could. Yeah, I saw in your book that you met John Kenley, huh? It was amazing. The Kenley players were a huge part of my youth, you know, deciding that I wanted to be an actor. That's a real delineation in Dayton is, do you remember the Kenley players? And I just have vivid memories of going to Memorial Hall and seeing so many shows. And I would love to go back in time today and see what those shows were really like. Because (laughs) to an eight-year-old boy who wanted to be in show business, like I said, it felt like Broadway. Yeah, I can imagine that first glimpse of something like that. Now, you started acting when you were here. What do you think you would have done if you weren't an actor? I probably would have gone into the family business, which is law. Um, you know, my son, Matthew, my oldest, is graduating from law school in two weeks. So it's clearly in the blood, and I'm interested in it. That probably would have been the path. Do you think you would have become an actor if you hadn't left Ohio? Because you were kind of on the path, but I guess when you went out to California, you kind of really got into it. Yeah, I mean, I was really, really, really on the path of date. I mean, big time. You know, between the Dayton Playhouse and there was a place called the Living Arts Center. Oh, where was that at? Living Arts Center was out. Hell was it? Gosh. I could take you there, but it's hard to describe. (laughs) um, 
because I, all I knew is I took the buses there. And then, of course, Wright State University. I was in the, the first production that opened their performing arts centers. And then, of course, there's also the um, Trotwood Circle Theater. <laughs> I mean, it was a, there was so much opportunity in Dayton. When I came to California, there was no theater. Really? do for a young kid. No, nothing. Literally nothing, and there still isn't. It was an amazing time. There was the Fairborn Playhouse. You could work as an actor all the time in Dayton, and so I loved it. I think I would have gone to New York to try to be an actor. For sure, I would have tried that. I don't think I would have come to California to do it. Most of the actors who were established and swinging through Dayton in the repertory circuit were all out of New York. So you hadn't even thought about California like that. That's interesting. Yeah, no, because I never met any California actors. They were all Broadway actors, off-Broadway actors, summer stock actors. Again, the only, like, movie or TV stars I ever saw were at uh, Marion's Pizza on Wednesday nights. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, Alice and Jenny, I guess she started doing ballet in downtown Dayton and stuff like that, too, while she was here. You didn't know her when you were here, did you? I did not know Allison. I played tennis doubles with her father, but... Alice and I had been working together almost four years on the West Wing before we pieced together the fact that I was in the auditorium at Miami Valley High School when she made her acting debut. Oh, wow. A funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Oh, that is hilarious. But that was probably one of the first things you knew about her, that she's from Dayton, though, right? Oh, oh, for sure. We talked all, all the time about Miami Valley High School was, that was like where all the elite went. <laughs> <laughs> I think just a little bit older than, than I am because I was, I left in like the fir- after the first half of sixth grade. So she probably was like in high school when you were in junior high or something like that. Yeah, exactly. What kind of stories from Dayton do you think you want to tell that you didn't tell in the book? Oh, I think Kenley Players is so good. I mean, I, I talked a little bit about it in the book, but it's such a random piece of information that only people that lived in that area and got to experience that. I, I like random weird stuff. I ran into somebody from Dayton, Cincinnati area the other day is my age. And I was like, dude, did you watch Uncle Al? Okay. They're like, yes, I was on Uncle Al. So I'm, a, and I'm also obsessed with Clubhouse 22 and Duffy the Dog. All the things that were culturally important to me when I was a kid are fun to revisit because, you know, like anything, in hindsight, a lot of it is hilarious. Right. Yeah, and you booked your dad dated Duffy the dog, right? Or something like that? I'm almost convinced. <laughs> like, he'll, he'll kind of give me a wink and a nod, but when Duffy the dog took off the dog head and she was like this beautiful young woman, I, I it blew my seven-year-old mind. <laughs> that A, she had a head in her there and probably that she's a, a good-looking lady. Yeah, I was like, I don't think it really occurred to me that, first of all, there was a human under there. Uh-huh. And it certainly didn't occur to me that it was a woman, and it certainly didn't occur to me that it was a pretty one. So I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think it is about Dayton that produced all, like, these cool actors? You, you Martin Sheen, Alice and Jenny, and some other folks are from here. What was it about the city that produced these uh, actors and actors? I also think it's an Ohio thing. Okay. You know, I mean, Paul Newman's from Ohio. He's from Cleveland. You know, Jonathan from. Winters, obviously, is another great one from Dayton. Ohio is great at producing presidents and actors, as you know. We visited all the Ohio presidential sites <laughs> recently for our trip, my husband and I. It's crazy. Yeah. I think part of it was time and place. As I referenced, there was a ton of opportunity for amateurs to dabble in semi-professional acting. There's 
that. I also just think the Midwest and Dayton, Dayton is like, you know, Montgomery County, as you know, is always the bellwether county for voting in the United States. And for any demographic study, Montgomery County is America. I mean, it literally, I mean, as, as our country changes, perhaps that's not so true anymore. But for most of my lifetime, Montgomery County was an absolute, complete, pure microcosm of America. And I think that that produces a certain type of a person that um, I think Daytonians are good people. They're decent. They're normal, really normal. I mean, Martin's normal. Allison's normal. I'm normal. We're not particularly crazy. I think that that goes a long way to success. Yeah, I think there's definitely something to that for sure. Now, your grandpa, like, owned the spot. A friend of mine wanted me to ask you about that. Yeah. What was that like growing up in a restaurant like that? Well, that's another place I would love to get back to, to see if it's as great as I remember it. I mean, it was to grow up and, and be able to go visit my grandpa and literally go into that kitchen and go, um, all right, I want a cheeseburger. I want a milkshake. <laughs> wait, wait, I want two milkshakes. Wait, 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 you know, I want um, cherry pie. No, wait, wait, I'd like a, an ice cream float. I mean, it was, I still have vivid dreams to this day of walking into the walk-in freezer and seeing all the individual slices of pies. <laughs> It was just heaven. My grandpa owned that place, I think, for 60 years. Wow. It's still there. It's, I think it's a historically registered landmark. Some of my fondest memories were going up to Sydney and being at the spot and playing in the storerooms and eating whatever the hell I wanted to anytime I wanted to. Is there any truth to the rumor that your grandfather put you guys up to playing pranks on the staff, or is that just something people say? Rob is going to spill the milkshake. See what I did there? on his granddad in just a second. But first, I wanted to remind you that you are listening to the What Had Happened Was podcast, and it is a project of Dayton.com, your source for what to do, what to know, and what to love about Dayton. If you love eating out, and I know I do, who doesn't? We have something really cool for you. It's the Dayton.com's new food newsletter. You can find it on our website, Dayton.com, and we'll keep you up to date on openings, closings, and the best places to find any kind of food you want in the city, from pizza to Molly Kofta. All of it's there. Speaking of food, we're going back to the spot of Rob Lowe's childhood. So, are there any truths to those rumors? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, I mean, he let us, I love my grandfather. He was the best, but he let us run wild. I can only imagine what went on there. I, I, I don't have any specific memory of it, but it sounds like something that absolutely would have happened because my grandpa was a loved people loved jokes and loved his grandsons like any grandpa did and let us, you know, have completely free reign. What do you think people don't know about Ohio that they should know? Because there is a perception that Ohio is a certain way. As an Ohioan, what do you, oh, for sure. What do you think people should know well, about I mean, this put on the Ohio players and say, there, that's Dayton. Right. God, you know, there's been so much to come out of Dayton. I mean, I'm not kidding. The Ohio players? Yeah. doesn't get any better than that. And that's like... Vintage Dayton stuff. You know, I think uh, the Wright brothers, Charles Kettering, the Mead family, um, th there have been some real pioneers, amazing pioneers, visionary people that, that, have, that have sprung from, from Dayton. I think that if you list them, people, it's, it's kind of impressive. Yeah, really, for sure. You seem to be really into the politics thing, right? Um, where does that come from? Does that come from your dad or like the whole... It comes from my um, 
when my mom mar- married him, the reason we moved from Oakwood was to work for the city of Dayton. He had to live in the city of Dayton. I guess Oakwood was a suburb at that time. So we moved to Five Oaks, and he was a city planner, which I did not know what that was. <laughs> and the great irony is I never did understand what it was. And fast forward 50 years later, I'm playing a city planner on Parks and Recreation. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Did you, did you kind of um, come back to some memories of how he was to play that role? Yeah. He was a very political. We listened to talk radio in Dayton. First time I ever listened to talk radio was a, was a little boy in Dayton all the time. You know, we sold Kool-Aid for McGovern in 72 in our front yard. I, I worked the phone banks for a longtime Senator Howard Metzenbaum and met McGovern on the courthouse steps. I was um, tiny, and I walked into the barricades through the Secret Service. They didn't notice me. Walked right up to McGovern. I remember it vividly, and he seemed like he was 100 feet tall. He had on a brown Columbo-esque raincoat. I tugged on his raincoat. He looked down at me. I said, I hope you win. He looked down at me and said, so do I. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Now, you were, you were on Courthouse Square, too, when it opened, right? I, I remember something about it. I opened it, yeah. Listen, I opened the Victory Theater, I opened Courthouse Square, and I opened Wright State University's Theater. It's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Like, what did you do? Did you just, like, were you dancing or? So this is what will definitely go in the Dayton version is. I was in a, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. It sounds so lame now to describe it. By the way, it probably was lame then. But I was in a dancing, singing, sketch, comedy children's group called Peanut Butter and Jelly. How's that for it? Horrifying name. And we were like all these theater geeks, and we did all original songs. No covers. Thank you very much. We were very fancy. We sang and danced and did our little show opening Courthouse Square. What song did you guys sing? Do you remember what were the songs were about? Well, they were originals. My, my, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my burn burner was a, a little ditty called There's a Trunk in the Attic of Grandmother's House. <laughs> was it literally about and, a trunk in Grandmother's I, House? Yeah, and it literally was. I can still sing it, and I will definitely sing it at the show, so get your tickets now. Um, and it involved me putting on costumes, different costumes, while I sang it. It's a wonder that I... It's a, it's a, my experiences as a young child actor are both really sweet really genius and really horrifying <laughs> well hey thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to me i really do appreciate it i know yeah, you're busy. Great. you were so fun thank you so much i hope you come to the show definitely i'm definitely coming okay well make sure you find me too and introduce yourself please i sure will i'm gonna totally do it i'll see you on see you soon okay thank you bye thank you bye-bye someone loves dayton and i think his name is rob Lowe. what a fun chat totally fun Tickets are on sale now for Rob Lowe's one-man show at the Schuster Center, Rob Lowe Stories I Only Tell My Friends Live. That show is going down on June 2nd, so get your tickets as soon as you can. As you heard, he's a great storyteller. Visit TicketCenterStage.com for information or Dayton.com. We have a full story about the show. You can also catch Rob on his new Fox game show, Mental Samurai, and in the upcoming ITV crime drama, Wild Bill. The What Had Happened Was podcast is produced by me, Amelia Robinson, in the WHIO studios and always sunny AF, Dayton, Ohio. The show's artwork is by my buddy Troy Liming of TL Creates of Columbus. Until next time, see you later, alligators.
Viva!